Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Emily, and joining us on the show is Louise from Fit Lab out of Puerto Rico. What's going on, man? How are you doing today? I'm doing fine, and you guys, thanks for the invite. Absolutely, man. You know, we're definitely excited to have you on the show. But before we dive into the nitty-gritty of what you guys have going on at FitLab, tell us a little bit about how you describe your business to people and what made you want to start your gym in the first place. Well, the first thing that motivated me to start my gym was that I trained clients at their houses. I had to fill up my van for equipment, dumbbells, rowers, benches. And I visited all the morning, all afternoon, people at their houses. That kind of got me tired. Uh, A lot of traffic, um, delays, always running late due to traffic. And um, I had a huge base of clients that I told myself, okay, I just stopped doing this. I need a a space for myself. I need to make people come to me. I'm, I'm, I'm... kind of getting tired of driving around a whole Puerto Rico island. And um, that's what that, that was the, the main gas for me to find my own place and um, always have the vision of, of having my own place. Yeah. So how long were you kind of going to all of your clients before you decided to open up your own space? Uh, well, I did. Um, it was like... Um, four or five years going at client houses, um, fetching new clients through Instagram, social media, mouth to mouth uh, references from my clients, small group trainings on, I don't know, basketball courts here in Puerto Rico, um, tracks here at Puerto Rico, college campuses in Puerto Rico, a lot of places. Um, I think that when you have the desire and hunger to grow as a professional doesn't doesn't care about the, the the field that you work on. I think that gets you motivated to always have a little bit more, a little bit more, a more ambitious kind of guy, and um, that finally got me to my my own place. Yeah. So when you did open your doors, you were able. Were you able to kind of transition like the majority of the clients that you already had? into the actual facility well yeah i had um here in puerto rico i'm uh, i'm located in the center of the island and um the majority of my clients were from the center of the island so they they found pretty centric my 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 place and i don't know i had when i work at the houses i had um at least um 40 clients 45 clients um and at least a little bit more of the half of those clients came to my gym. I knew I could start pretty solid if yeah. I opened my own facilities. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's always a little um, doubt on yourself. I don't think if I can do this, rent. Um, the, the, the process of opening a, a business here in Puerto Rico, it's pretty tough. Government does it really, really, really hard on entrepreneurs here in Puerto Rico. Um, but I said, okay, there's, there's has to be no, no, 
no doubt on me. I know I work. I know my work. I know my value. I know what I give my to, to my clients. And um, that helped me a lot overcome that fear and um, finally making them come to me was pretty easy. It was a little easier than I, than I could imagine. It's a cool story, man. Very cool story. So <laughs> now that you. you are welcome in your own facility, um, let's go ahead and dive into learning a little bit more about your business and the way that you do things. First topic that I want to cover is marketing, right? Because we were speaking a little bit earlier about like the client load that you have now. So mm-hmm. let's talk about like what's working well for marketing and getting people in the door. Well, um, here I, when I opened my gym, I, I hired, well, I, I kind of contacted um, three influencers that helped me move my gym through social media. Instagram is the, the main social media that I use. Um, and um, those three girls, because 90% of my clients are women. And those three girls helped me a lot starting up. Um, they are um, very sociable. I don't know how if I said it correctly on English. Uh, they're very sociable. They're very sweet. And they help me bring a lot of customers, new clients, potential new clients to my facilities. And that's why I the, the the starting of my gym was relatively easy because um those girls helped me a lot once they they helped me they stopped training because they had um their influencers they had um another stuff to do work to do everywhere so but I was very thankful for those three girls they helped me a lot and um from that first day opening my gym. I had from uh, until now I have at least at least 70% of those clients are still working out with me okay so it sounds like you guys also have pretty good client retention which we'll touch on yeah. a little bit so majority, yeah. majority of your marketing is spent um using social media partnering with the yeah. Instagram influencers that you talk to me and just like regular yep. organic posting on Instagram also sorry do you also just post like usual organic uh, regular posts as well to generate clientele? Yeah, right now I'm using more reels, kind of a trend on Instagram right now. But um, yeah, um, I'm not a hardcore poster on Instagram. I, I don't do it regularly, but I try to stay myself the most consistent way uh, possible to um, keep updating um, and, and posting up content of what happens in my gym, how my personal training sessions look at my gym, how I work with people in my gym. And I think that has made the difference here in, in, in my town. It's called Caguas, Puerto Rico. Um, nobody in, in, in nearby my town um, does the work that I do. There are a lot of gyms in, in Caguas. There are a lot of gyms in Puerto Rico, but there are a few like mine that is a boutique gym, personal training um, exclusively and um, I think that has been the difference consistent hard work and always striving for for keeping my place uh, though it's smaller um, I think it's it's the difference there's a lot of gyms here that are way bigger than mine but don't offer the quality of service that I offer heard that man heard that so you're like you're surrounded by like bigger commercial gyms, 
Yeah, crunch, plant fitness, all of those. Have you at all, like I know that you have like a really high quality of service, but have you at all found it kind of challenging to compete with the bigger gyms and the pricing? Well, honestly, absolutely not. Because um, again, the, the quality of my service, uh, I work at those gyms before opening mine and, and I work also at my clients' houses. But um, when I did the work on the commercial gyms, I always, like, I had a little notebook where I could write stuff down that I didn't like that happened on the gym. So with, I could open, finally open my home, my own space. Um, I would not never, no, nah, I'm sorry, I would never let that happen. So um, I think I had always, I always had have, I've had that vision of opening my own, my own gym since the first day that I started on, on a commercial gym. Yep, absolutely, man. Okay. So in terms of like, you know, the vision and the goals that you have to, that you have for FitLab, how do you think the way that you guys approach marketing is going to have to evolve and change? Okay. Can you repeat me that question so I can Yeah, I'll rephrase it a bit. Sure. So basically I'm asking, you have you have goals to grow and expand, right? Sure. How do you think that the way that you go about marketing is going to have to change over time? Does that make to, sense? To, yeah, to, to, for me to being able to expand? Yeah, so in order for you to continue to grow, um, for every business owner, you know, things have to grow and evolve. So sure. on the marketing side of things... How do you see things changing in order to? Well, sure. Well, on, on first thing is for marketing, I needed a team. Uh, I need to form my team first. I couldn't do it alone. And um, thankfully, the, the group of trainers that I have, they also use their social media to post their workouts, to, to post their, their clients' progress with them. And um, I... It was the wait a minute. I it was like two or three weeks ago that I hired a a social media management agency that they come every two weeks to my gym so we could um record more content, create more content with me, my trainers, so we could we can keep um social media running. Um, last month I had um um. Uh, it's like an agency from Banco Popular. It's a, it's like a bank here from Puerto Rico that they use this. Um, it's like Venmo, um, sending money. Well, I have that um that um tool to for my clients to pay me, and they came to my gym to make a video of how do I work on my gym. Um, and it's it it opens social me using social media opens up a whole lot of doors for for myself for my gym for my trainers for my clients to potentially um reach more clients reach more customers how you want to name it and um i actually right now i have a list of seven more trainers that want to start working with me and i can't hire nobody more inside no no nobody because I'm at full capacity trainers, trainer-wise. Clients, I think I can do a little more. Um, well, everybody getting comfy, having their own personal space for working out. But right now, um, 
social media has been super important. And um, I think that we had to evolve with working with an agency that focuses on in social media and have some strategies for us to grow on social media. Yeah, absolutely. So let's go ahead and transition to talking about your client retention. I know that you said that you've maintained like about 70% of the members that you had when you first started, right? Thankfully, yeah. Um, I have a, I, I think I have a really solid um, retention rate on my gym. And it's because the the quality, again, uh, I always, I'm always focusing on quality instead of quantity. Even on my workouts, I prefer to do less work with a lot more quality and still get outstanding results. Same has happened in my gym. I'm not the biggest gym. I, I don't have the biggest purse of clients, but I do have one of the best retention rates when it comes to, to gyms nearby. And that has made the difference. And that's what I teach my trainers to focus on. Don't focus on quality. You could have 100, you could do 150, but if your retention rate is 25%, you're not gonna do well. So I would, I would prefer that you had 40 clients and you have an 80% of retention rate. That would be better. So do you guys do anything like within your community? Well, what do you, what are you doing right now in your community and with your trainers to make sure that people are staying long-term? Well, um, again, quality service, we'll always focus on quality. And I know we, I, what I tell my trainers, if you can have a, a client do a, a easy workout they always like to have hard workouts um tough workouts where they can feel sore the next day and i tell them don't teach your client to be sore next day for them to think that it was a successful a successful workout um you could have a bad workout and um but you offer quality service they'll come back but if you have a bad workout and no quality service they're not coming back so i only teach them to to give quality, good attention to study. I help them. Um, I pay for my, I I'm usually try to pay for my trainers to get um, certified. If I see a certification uh, online or where they have to make a trip to USA to, to attend to a seminar, I pay for that for them. And um, I always, I, I treat them like my family, like you've been helping me out grow i'm gonna help you out too so if i'm doing good you're gonna do great so that's what i teach them quality always quality always and that has been the difference from three years ago till now yeah i like that quality over quantity always so, <laughs> tell us a little bit about like what your day-to-day -day looks like as the owner because obviously you have um clients that you're training as well and then you obviously have to do things that are going to keep the business growing so you know yeah. how do you keep all that organized well um when i started my gym i wrote down the name of my clients in a notebook um well, well but i started to grow too fast i lost control of it and um i started using uh, an app called whatify to 
helped me on the everything that has to be on on the administrative part of the the gym everything is there and that helped me a lot um and um oh i think i lost it <laughs> can you repeat me the question again so basically how do you what are the systems that you have in place to keep everything organized because you got a lot of clients right yeah. but you also have to make sure that you have time to make sure the gym is growing sure okay got it um well i i like i told you uh, i use that app what if i and i gave it i gave access to my trainers to 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 help them be more organized and um have the the list of their full clients so they don't lose control don't lose control of the personal training sessions that they already use how they how much they have left and um i always tell them that the best reference for for you to retain clients it's where to work um mouth to mouth word from clients and um that has helped them organize more and um the app it's it's pretty much it and then what about um for yourself like energy wise how are you managing like your energy your self care all that stuff sure well right well i started shifting my well mixing my shifts i my gym hours are from 5 a.m to 11 a.m and then on the evening i run from 3 p.m to 9 p.m when i was starting i had to do those hours alone and um i started breaking down when i had like at least nine months running my business and that's what i that that's where that was the point where i i said to myself okay i need some help i can't hold this any much longer i'm running out of energy so i hired these two trainers misael and alan and they have been key for for my my gym to grow the way it has grown and um now my trainers open gym at 5 i come in at 6am i leave at a uh, 10am and um the evening shift my gym opens at 3pm and i arrive on the evening from 6 to 9pm so i got a little more time for me to work out rest eat um balance more a little bit more my lifestyle here in my house and um that's pretty much it i uh, first 8 9 months was very hard energy wise and um there was there were some days that that um i felt that i left the gym at 9:30 p.m. and i had to be woke up waking up again at 4 a.m. to be at the gym at 5 a.m. and i arrived at the gym at 5 a.m. and and i thought myself wait i, I think i'm thinking i was here like a couple of minutes ago and that was um emotionally and and mentally was draining me down and um that's that's where i i thought i can do this if i want to grow and if i want to keep keep um growing and making more name for my gym i need people i need a team so yeah building the team was a little bit um hard because there are lots of trainers here in puerto rico but quality trainers that's hard to find all right so basically you found your team built your team um right before you were kind of on a 
the verge of a, of a breakdown just because like you said it's mentally yeah. physically exhausting working late yep. and then waking up like six hours later um yep. okay thank you for sharing that so sure. let's talk a little bit about the goals that you have for fit lab um sure. over the next let's say year 365 days what will make you very happy in terms of the growth of the business to see well what it would what well okay so it would make me super happy to finally get a space where i can expand a little bit more um and i have i, I want to add to my gym some um machines for strength training that they still don't have any of those here in Puerto Rico. That exclusivity in my gym would be would make me very happy because, again, quality. I'm when I say quality, I'm I'm also thinking um, on on exclusivity on machines, equipment, um, trainers. All my trainers are I have solid certifications that that help me grow and help us grow as a gym not individually we we all work as a team and um we all have the same vision of growing together and uh what would make me really happy would be to stay with my the the, the current team that I have right now of trainers see how how we've grown together how we learned together how we've seen the gym grow with us and Offer, while offering still offering quality service and exclusivity on gym equipment that I think that would be the most important part for me all right man well this is a really good place for us to wrap things up but I do have one more question for you before sure. we head out think back to when you started your gym and give us a piece of advice that you wish you had it that that you wish you had prior to starting Sorry, can you read that again? Yeah, I'll reframe it. Think back to when you started Fit Lab a few yeah. years ago and give yourself a piece of advice that you wish you had before you decided to open. Okay, so I wish that I could advise myself to keep a balance and energy levels. I, you know, that, that hustle mode, everyone wants to achieve more and, and, and reach more and be greater than, than be, be, you want to up, be a, the absolute best on your space. So I had that mentality, but when I started breaking down physically, cause I had no more energy while giving energy to my clients, working out, um, and as a business owner, it's very, very, very difficult to run a business. Usually every day having something that you need to go and do because uh, nobody else is going to do. So I would advise, I, that, that would be the, the advice that I would give myself. Manage my energy levels. Um, don't accept everybody that comes through the door as a client. There is a lot of, there are good clients or there are horrible clients. And um, that would be pretty much it. Um, manage energy levels and watch for, for clients that come in and in the door to work out with me. All righty, man. Well, before we head out, please tell our listeners where they can find you. Well, on Instagram, you can find me as laboy underscore fit. And 
Facebook, my name is Luis Lavoy Osuna, Osuna with an S, O-S-U-N-A, and Lavoy, L-A-B-O-Y, but preferably, preferably on Instagram, Lavoy underscore fit. All right, Luis, well, thank you so much. We really appreciate your time and contribution sure. to this show. Also, thank you. you're welcome thank to you everybody guys. who tuned in today. We appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if y'all want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description. Fill it out and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I am your host. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us on the show today, we have Mr. Robert Petrie of F3 Fit coming to us all the way from Kamloops, BC, Canada. Robert, what's going on, sir? How are you today? Not much. Really excited to be on the show, and uh, I always love a chance to talk about the gym. That's what we are here to do exactly, and so I'm excited to have you as well. Uh, F3 Fit is obviously going to be the, the crux of our conversation here today. For the people listening, Robert, who aren't necessarily familiar with the the brand F3 Fit, give us a little bit of background and, and description here. When people ask you what it is that you do, what do you tell them? Well, um, essentially... Um... I first just will go with the names. The name is uh, F3 stands for Fundamental Foundation Fitness. And our philosophy is, um, our tagline is learn, build, improve. So it's learn your fundamentals, build your foundation, improve your fitness. And I like to also say that you improve your life. Um, and so basically that's a nice little package that I can kind of tell people kind of our approach to how we um, tackle training, tackle rehabilitation how we tackle just enjoying our time in the gym yeah now i want to hear a little about the origin of this i think how these things get started tell us a lot about what a business looks like now and what it will look like in the future and so take me back to the early early days of this when the idea started swimming around in your head i'm going to open up my own business what was going on for you and, and what inspired you to pull the trigger on all of this well, my background being a Canadian kid was um, hockey. I was a big hockey player. Um, I played junior hockey. I played university varsity, and I played a little, a little bit of semi-pro. Um, and I had finished playing hockey, and because that was such a big part of my life, I exercised every day for one to two hours a day. I didn't want to um, stop that, and I knew how important it was to me for my mental health, my my physical health. My emotional health, it was it just kind of all encompassed everything. Um, and after I stopped playing, I kind of was a, a little bit all over the place. I ended up um, cycling 
a bunch of different cycling touring places and I actually was cycling through Europe and you're on your bike for eight hours a day. And so all you have to do is all you have, all you can actually do is think um, when you're on your bike. And so I was like, okay, well, when I get out, when I get home, I'm going to um, be a firefighter and a personal trainer. That was the kind of like after months of being on my bike, I was like, okay, I'm going to do that. And um, so when I got home, I went and went to the volunteer firefighting and started that process. And I started doing the course. Um, it turned out that I didn't really like being on fire trucks and being in that emergency position, but I love being a personal trainer. I think both professions are kind of my calling is the, my purpose is to help, help people. Um, mm -hmm. So firefighting kind of was almost like I was helping people out of trouble in the moment where personal training, I was helping people out of trouble before they got in trouble. So it was like more of a preventative way. So that's kind of the background of where I came from. And then that also influences how our gym operates kind of thing on kind of the training style and stuff like that, because hockey is a very dynamic, um, you need to be very stable, strong, but you have to also have some cardiovascular, uh, um, abilities with that. So, our training style is very much kind of mirrors what I did basically my entire life is um, there's 50% cardio, 50% strength. And then we also um, put in mobility and flexibility into that as well to make sure that people don't injure themselves. So I don't know if that really answered your, your question, no, but that's kind of the background. Does. Yeah. And so look back on, on that time for a minute and, and sort of reminisce because a decade plus of running your own business probably tells a, a pretty vast story, but what in your mind boils down to, to two things. What's been the best part about running your own business and what's been the most challenging part for you? Well, when I started the business, I think we talked about this before we got on air. Um, I always said that I was really good at fitness and not very good in business. Um, and I knew that I needed to get good at business to be able to continue fitness. Does that make mm. sense? But the most challenging part is to be, I, I don't want to just be good at fit, uh, business. I want to be great so I can do fitness more and impact more people. So I think the most challenging thing is how to scale um, my business and not trade my time for money, I guess you could say. Um, because then that limits how many people I can talk to or how many people I can influence and how many to, with one person can only do so much, right? Yep. So, um, and that leads me into the best part of the business is seeing people transform, seeing people have confidence, seeing people um, know that they can do something. When one of my biggest things that I talk to my clients about is, uh, I, I started off here, I'll give you a little bit of a journey on this. Um, when I first started becoming a personal trainer, I told people they can't say can't. And then I was like, well, I'm saying the word I don't want you to say. So then I, uh, so then I said, okay, well do 10 pushups. If, uh, if you say the C word and then when they did, I would, I, I'm more of an intrinsic trainer rather than an interest in trainer. Meaning I like people to have where I, I inspire them from within rather than them being me yelling or being a drill sergeant. 
So after the third or fourth time they do it, then I wasn't as hard on them. And I don't want to be that trainer that doesn't say what I'm going to do and do what I say kind of thing. Right. Mm -hmm. So then I backed it up and said, okay, well, how do I motivate them to do it without and show them the support and gradually change their, um, their mindset. So whenever someone ever says, I can't do that, I say, yes. So if they're able to, they say, I can't squat. And I say, yes, that puts them, gives them the confidence that they're going to be able to do it. Yep. So shows that I know that I can get them there. So it instills some confidence on both in for them, for me, and it starts to give them confidence that, Hey, I'm going to get there. So basically being able to see that transformation of people saying, uh, like have the power of saying yet and knowing that they're going to get there and that confidence that that builds and then being able to do it and then succeeding and getting the motivation to come. I think that's the most satisfying thing that I, uh, that I have going in the business is seeing those triumph and seeing that sure. consistency and seeing that, um, that community that's being built. Yep. Now flip that around. I mean, 10 years in business, obviously there's probably some, some challenges and some bumps in a road. So what's been the toughest part for you in your tenure so far? So that's where that scalable part, like being able to still have that core idea and then expand it out into, um, into more, not just me spewing it, but, or providing it and encouraging it is having it as a culture and how, and how do I, how do I, that's the hardest part for me is that, um, it's almost like a baby and I don't want to let it go, but I also want to see it go. And, you know, like that, I think everybody listening knows exactly what you're talking about. Exactly. So being able to, being able to like be that, I don't know, that uh, teenager parent that has to let their kid off the university kind of thing. Like you've done everything you can and now let it, let it go. Right. So I'm being able to, to be, be able to do that, but also know how to set, set the business up so it will be able to succeed. Sure. So expand on that here for us, Robert. I mean, people listen to this podcast a lot of the time exclusively for ideas of, of how to grow their business. What have you found over the years that's been successful to, to drive some new members and new clients your way? Yeah. So the biggest thing for me was that um, I had to recognize that I didn't want to I said it before I trade my time for, for money and make and kind of change the model that I was doing at the gym. I would say before COVID and even in COVID, I was still the only trainer kind of, um, or I had trainers trading our time for, for our expertise kind of thing or our time for money. Mm -hmm. Um, so we'd have our like scheduled classes and we'd have our, scheduled one-on-ones and we have all that kind of thing um and the way way i kind of look at it is instead of having i'll keep the math easy instead of having 10 clients that paying a thousand dollars a month i have 100 clients paying 200 dollars a month Mm -hmm. and that way i if i lose one client it's not a big blow it's not as big of a hit yeah but then also the more people there, the more energy creates in the, the room, the more energy you have, the more people want to be part of it. So I'd switch my, my model of being that personalized one-on-one coach 
um, to a model that provided more um, more flexibility in time that they could come and being able to still have the same training of uh, and support and coaching, maybe not as personalized, but it's still, um, I wanted to keep that, that coaching still as a big element because that's one of the things that I see a lot of gyms have, either they have lots of coaching or they don't have any, like uh, just a regular gym. I'm trying to, I'm looking at being right in the middle of that, of like, instead of a one-on-one and not a, like a drop-in gym, but have support and guidance and coaching while still providing that easy come uh, easy go kind of uh, drop-in mm-hmm. facility. So yep. that was the biggest thing. That's the biggest shift for me. Um, basically, it's in the last year and a half where I feel I have created a lot of momentum um, and being able to. Well, right now we have uh, seven people in the gym. We can have a mo- the most that we can have in our gym is 20 people. But right now I'm on the podcast with you and I have seven people working out, being coached yep. by TVs, dry race boards. I gave some instruction before I left and they're going through the workouts and they're happy and satisfied that they're getting, doing stuff safely and, and they're being supported. Yep. And so a little bit more sustainable long-term given the resources that you have. I want to, I want to hear a little bit about how the sales process of all this works, Robert. So we get somebody interested wherever they came from. They found us on a website. They walked in, they saw our social media, whatever it is. Walk me through the, the various checkpoints that happen for it to turn somebody from an interested lead into now a paying client. So what I did first is just to get people to kind of think one of the things that I came across myself was that people didn't, um, how do I put it? very reluctant to start basically and you want to make uh, lower the barriers as much much as possible for um, how to start so um, one of the things is uh, two things that I found that people um, would say to me when I when they were interested in the gym is they'd ask me if they had a shower or if we have a shower I know that's a weird kind of thing but we put a shower in the gym just because that's what a gym should have. Cause then I can eliminate people being like, I was, I was actually really surprised that other gyms don't have showers, but <laughs> I digress. And the other thing is um, what's changed in the last year and a half for me is I don't have any class uh, start time or finish. Basically there's no class time. Uh, you basically, when you show up, that's when the class starts. So it's, um, at, at 1124 walk in and the clock will be doing a one minute, two, three, four, or five minute. And as soon as that, that time is done, you're jumping into one of the stations and it's just a circuit, 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 circuit. So, um, for sales wise, eliminating any barriers that someone has, they're not sure when they should come or, or, um, like basically the biggest thing was I wanted to uh, reduce any barriers that someone would have and any fears that they have because going into the gym is a, is a big, a big step for people. So 
we I'll use the phrase to... the the heaviest weight in the gym is the front door a lot on yeah, yeah, right on. And, yeah, and, yeah. and so once we're past that everything else seems at least manageable and so we're we're doing what we can to encourage people to just get in and try it right test drive the car get your hands on it and, and kind of feel out how it would work so the Beyond biggest thing that, I want to say is to answer your question, to yeah. answer your question. So and the biggest thing I did that I've found a lot of success with is that instead of giving one free oh. class, which I know a lot of gyms do, I gave the first week free um, because then that will give me more opportunity to get my hands on the person and then them to feel comfortable with the gym. And, um, and then I start talking about um, like our rates and, and yeah. our packages and our start packages and that kind of stuff. So I would imagine after that week, there's not a lot of convincing to be done. They probably either know this is for me or this isn't for me. Is that right? Yeah. And to be quite honest, um, I would say I have probably about an 80% retention in that, the, for that first, that first free week. If they come for the first week, I, I can't really think of anybody that hasn't, in the near in the last little bit that hasn't um, done a our, sure. uh, so conversion is good yeah yeah the conversion is really good like you said I don't really have to convince them they either know or they don't or they they know either way basically that they want to be in the gym or not so yeah as you look forward on on all of this it sounds like there's been a lot of changes and COVID was the catalyst for any of these things I would imagine but yeah. where do you see the future of, of F3 in your mind? What is what is the goals or where are we striving to be as time goes on? Well, I, uh, that's I'm kind of in that, that zone right now, figuring out that, that out for myself. Um, depending on how this rolls, it seems to have be getting some momentum now. Um, I, I venture to say that it would be really cool to franchise. Um, F3 and get it to a point that's it's growing and growing and growing. That seems like a monumental kind of big step to take. Um, yeah. And so ideally I would want to get, uh, if I think of the, just the gym itself, I would like to be able to create a model that is easy to sell to someone that wants to start a gym. So have really good analytics and say, if you do this, this, and this, you can, you can get this many clients in this many time and that kind of thing. So being able to get those numbers down, it would be really good. Yep. Um, I use the number of having a hundred clients. I remember uh, when I first started the gym, CrossFit was just coming out and franchising and they talked about being able to open the gym up and having a hundred members to give you a, a sustainable income to be yep. able to live your life kind of thing. So having something like that would be, kind of the ideal think big dream big kind of thing um being able to set up the gym so i could have the the numbers that i can start the process of franchising is where i'd like to go sure and and so let me kind of ask one final question but it's it's to piggyback on that last one what needs to happen in your mind for you to feel comfortable pulling the trigger to start that process pulling the trigger to franchise yeah. What needs to happen in this first location for you to be me, ready? Me to understand exact, the exact processes on how to do that. 
So until I really have an under, understanding and grasp of how I built my own clientele and how I, how I retain them and how I um, close them, I guess it's close them and then retain them. Um, uh, I'm not going to be able to convince other people to do it. Yep. It's, it's something that we have to think about because I talk to a lot of people all the time who say, I want to have two locations, three locations, 10 locations, whatever it is. And a lot of the time we don't think about the first step is to go really, really good business in number one, right? How do we yeah. make sure that this is sustainable and recreatable before we're thinking about two, three, because there is no shortage of, of examples of businesses that have failed as soon as our attention is divided amongst multiple things. And so I think you're, you're spot on and you're thinking of, let me nail this one first, then we'll get to step two and three and whatever comes beyond that. Well, and I actually really, that quality control, I really found, I know it's a weird uh, analogy here, but um, uh, the movie, The Founder with McDonald's mm-hmm. kind of showed me like how the the problem with expanding and trying to keep quality control and keep your brand and keep your your idea of what you want and all the trials and tribulations of that. So you really need to have your own systems in place to be able to really be able to um, to expand properly and be able to create a, a product that you're proud of yep absolutely we're running a little shy on time here robert but i want to save a minute for you to tell people where they can learn more about f3 what's the website what are the social links how can people connect with you um so our website is f3fit.ca um and then it has all our links to our instagram our facebook i think i have a twitter that i occasionally uh, post to um all those are f3fit.ca um, you know, just even if you um, Google it, they'll all come up kind of thing. Uh, there is a couple other ones that say F3 Fit, but it's the .ca. It's the Canadian Canadian version of it that uh, will come uh, up. So basically, that's that's the, your starting point, and hopefully that you'll be able to find all the information and what you need to know about F3 Fit. Straightforward and enough. Be part of that culture, right. yeah connect with Robert on those platforms that he mentioned. Robert, this has been awesome. I really appreciate your, your willingness to share how all of this looks from the inside perspective that you have. And so uh, unfortunately we're out of time, but I wish you nothing but the best to move forwards on this. Thank you very much. I appreciate um, you taking the time and uh, I really enjoyed talking to you. Absolutely. To everyone who tuned in, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch. And as always, till next time, Jim Lloyd out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords Podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, 
or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Emily. And joining us on the show is April from Sapphire 24 Fitness out of North Carolina. What's going on, April? How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you so much for asking. So we're definitely excited to have you on the show today. But before we dive into the nitty gritty of what you guys have going on at Sapphire 24 Fitness, tell us a little bit about how you describe your business to people and what made you want to start your gym in the first place. So Sapphire 24 Fitness is a 24-hour gym. It's for men and women. Um, Our members have 24-hour access to the facility. We do have limited staff hours, um, but of course they can get in at two o'clock in the morning, five o'clock in the evening, whatever time works for them. Um, We are in a very small rural town. uh, So that works really well with our business model because it's um, based out of convenience. Um, So where our pricing is a little bit higher for memberships, um, you have to drive a solid 25, 30 minutes to get to Planet Fitness where the membership might be, you know, $10, $20 a month. Yeah. What made me want to open the gym is I saw the need in the town. Um, I guess that's the start of any good business is you see a need and you, you you find the answer to that need. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, there wasn't anything in the town. I started out with a small women's gym attached to a dance studio that I, that I own um, and constantly got requests. The men in the town wanted to have a gym as well. Um, So that's where it came about. Pretty cool story there. So prior to opening up Sapphire 24 Fitness, were you already working in the fitness industry? Yes. So I started personal training. Um, I ran a dance studio um, and the dance studio is was built more of a passion project, um, more so than a business. Um, so you know how that story goes. There's not much money to be made. Um, it's more of passion. And so, um, I found that I could, I had a, an, a passion for fitness myself, um, and that I was really good with beginner, um, women in particular, um, that just didn't know where to start. So busy moms, um, just really was my niche, if you will. Um, and so that's how I started. I started training, um, the dance moms, (laughs) believe it or not. And um, it kind of grew from there. That's a really cool story there. Thank you so much for also providing, you know, that safe space that women definitely need when it comes to, you know, taking care of themselves and working out. So I appreciate that. Yeah. All right. So let's go ahead and dive into talking about the business side of things. So the the first question that I want to ask you is going to be about marketing. I know you mentioned earlier that Your price point is a little bit higher than like the Planet Fitness and some of the other commercial gyms um, in that area. So actually, before we get to marketing, like, how did you come up with the pricing for your space? 
So I've always thought, you know, you don't want to be the Walmart um, of businesses. So, um, you know, I kind of looked at local businesses and where they were priced, um, where I personally found value in a 24 hour gym that is local to me. I personally would pay big money to go to. Um, and so where we started, we don't have, we, we are a bit of a smaller facility. I think when we spoke earlier, we said it's about 3,500 square feet, maybe. Um, so it is a little bit smaller of a facility, uh, but I priced it at $39.99 per month um, because I really felt like it's 24-hour access. You can't beat that. You can't go to Planet Fitness for 24 hours here locally. Um, they actually have cutoff times um, here in North Carolina. They do at least close to where I am. Okay. Okay. So 24 hour access team members, talk to us a little bit more about some of the services because you offer a variety of classes of services, but what does that mm -hmm. look like for your members? So um, in terms of membership or just in terms of what we offer in general? What do you guys offer in general? So we have group fitness classes. We offer um, Zumba, yoga, uh, we have a, a, a class that the young lady is actually a um, dancer, so she puts a little dancer spin on it, and she does uh, stretch strength and stabilization, um, and we have a couple of other fitness classes. Um, our in-house personal trainer, she does a, I wouldn't call it a boot camp, but um, for the simplicity of it, I'll call it a boot camp. Um, it's more functional training, more fu functional fitness um, for members of all levels, and really, you don't have to be a member to take any of the fitness classes. Um, if you are a member, you can add on the group fitness membership um, at a discounted rate. Um, and if you're not a member, then you can um, just come on in. And as long as you have signed a liability form, you can um, um, take the classes. Okay, awesome sauce, awesome sauce. So now finally, we can talk about marketing now. So what are some of the things that you're doing for marketing that's working consistently to get people in the door? Because, I mean, you, you shared with me earlier um, about how many members you do have already. So I kind of talk about what's worked to get you to, up to where you are now. So before we opened, we opened last year. Um, so 2022, January 1st. Um, before we opened, we actually hosted a, um, health fair, health and wellness expo, if you will, um, and really tried to get all of the local business, um, you know, the local chiropractor, massage therapist, um, any business that was in town or surrounding, um, to come in and do a day where we uh, talk about health and wellness. Um, and that really got some excitement going prior to us opening, um, we are a lot of, with a small town, a lot of it is word of mouth, but I don't depend on just word of mouth. Um, but I think that does make a difference in a small town. If you have a, uh, good name behind your, your business, um, you are more apt to succeed in a smaller town. Um, and I have owned the dance studio since 2014. Um, so that Sapphire name, um, is pretty prevalent in the small town, if you will. Um, and I have started really learning more about Facebook ads um, and really uh, seen a difference with that. So I actually pay for some ads 
um, through the ad manager. And um, I seem to get a lot of traction through that, actually. Okay, so let's um, let's talk a little bit about what you're doing on Facebook ads. So sure. number one, is it something that you are learning on your own? No, I actually hired a consulting firm um, primarily for the dance studio. Um, I went through, you know, I, I think I mentioned that the, the dance studio was kind of opened as more of a passion project. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have since been working really hard to turn it more into a business model um, than just, um, you know, hobby, if you will. So there's been a lot of changes going on in the last year with the dance studio um, itself. Um, and I did hire on a um, really great consulting firm and they've taught me quite a bit in ads and sales funnels and 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 all that kind of thing, which I, I think I knew a little bit the surface level. And now I'm kind of diving maybe a step or two further into it, but I mm-hmm. feel like there's so much still to learn. Yeah. Um, but they've helped me quite a bit understanding. I think when I did the ads myself, it's so much information thrown at you at once. It can be very overwhelming where they were able to kind of help direct me um, in the conversion type ads or what type of ad really mm-hmm. suits the type of business and the type of message you're trying to get out, um, that higher level messaging. So I always try to have that, um, you know, it's not just a gym. What, what does working out in your fitness journey do for you kind of thing? Yeah. So what ads in particular have been working well for you? So um, I'm still gathering information on that, Mm -hmm. um, figuring out which ones are working better than others. Um, Currently, I have um, I run two ads, um, like an ad set. And so if you will, I have a, you know, add A and then an add B under the ad set. And that way I can kind of compare images and see which image does better than the other. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the last round that I did, I had um, a local personal trainer. Um, she had come in to support us. She's really good friends. And she did some marketing in the gym and I was able to take a few photos. And there's a really great photo of her doing um, a deadlift. And um, so I've got, you know, you can't really, really see her face, but you see, you know, the, the definition and striation in her muscles and, mm-hmm. and um, she's, she's doing that deadlift. So I've got that photo of a woman, um, a strong woman working out. And then I've got just a simple photo of the gym and the equipment in it. And then I've also done a photo where it shows um, men and women working out together of all shapes and sizes. So I'm kind of playing around with what grabs uh, the the public side, but I haven't really narrowed down what's working better yet. Okay. So what offer, is there a particular offer that you are putting out with your ads? No. So the ads that I put out are that higher level messaging. It's, um, you know, what fitness can do for your mental health, what it can do um, for six. I think the, the particular one I have going right now talks about, um, successful people and how successful people make a plan. I'd have to pull it up to know the, the words um, specifically what they say, but I know it has something to do with um, what equals success, you know, and hard work and, and consistency and uh, uh, sound mind um, equates to like success. And Mm -hmm. so I kind of went down that route with um, 
let's get you a successful 2023 kind of thing. Gotcha. Okay. So let's say that I see um, one of the ads that you've been running. Let's see, I saw, I saw one of those at the beginning. Um, you know, new year, new me, I'm that type of person. Like, what does that process look like to actually get me into the gym and turn me into a recurring member? So currently the ads really just get you, they either can get you to message us directly through the Facebook um, or just really um, uh, awareness. So just getting the Sapphire name out to more people that may not be aware that there's a gym in the town, in the small Mm -hmm. town. Um, And so it really just directs you to the website. And then from the website, um, you can actually join um, online, which puts you in as a prospect. Um, So that kind of puts you in our system. We use something called Gym Master. um, And there's actually reports that you can do that take you to a prospect line. Mm -hmm. Um, And I currently don't actually have a, um, if I'm being honest, a process where I have staff members that are calling these prospects. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'll say one thing that's been super interesting this year is uh, the beginning of the year, you think New Year resolution that we would have had an influx of members in January. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, I am very new to, uh, you know, co-ed gym and, and the ebb and flow of the business that way. Mm-hmm. But I really thought, you know, in January that I would have an influx of members. Um, and I have a friend who um, owns a gold's gym in, in a town not far from here. And he, him and I, you know, we'll talk every once in a while. And he had an influx of gym members join And so I thought, what am I doing wrong? But what I did was I did not offer any like free memberships. So I offered, um, we have a join fee of, I think, $20. Mm -hmm. And so I did the whole join, join with no um, intro fee, but we still had the membership. Mm -hmm. So my theory is that I think a lot of people joined, um, you know, I talked about Planet Fitness is a good 25, 30 minute drive. I think a lot of the locals joined the gyms that may be a little bit further of a drive thinking that, you know, they were going to save money and they were going to drive to the gym every day. And Mm -hmm. then here recently we had 40 people join in 30 days. Um, Mm -hmm. So uh, that's my theory. I don't, I don't have any (laughs) solid evidence that that's why, but um, that's been kind of, kind of nice and interesting to see the, the flow for the, this specific gym in the small town. Yeah, for sure. So let's talk a little bit about like your, what are your, your daily responsibilities as the business owner? Like, are you teaching um, some of the classes that you guys offer or is most of your time spent, you know, doing things that are going to continue to grow your business? So I primarily do the the administrative things that help grow the business. So um, my husband and I, um, he does a lot of the financial side um, mm-hmm. and the, you know, accounting, payroll, things like that. Um, and I do a lot of the networking. So in this area specifically, there is a um, big manufacturing plant. There's actually two of them that are coming in. Um, so I've been trying to get in with their marketing team and see if I can't team up mm-hmm. um, and do some kind of membership, if you will, for those um, employees Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I'm working on, you know, our in-house personal trainer, um, you know, getting her set up and, and ready for success. 
Um, a lot of mine is just staff management. Um, I've really created a great environment and I've been very fortunate that my staff is great. Um, and they, they pretty much run the day to day where I don't have to physically be in the, the gym facility. Okay. Um, a lot of my time is spent at the dance studio this, this particular season of life, mm-hmm. um, especially with the changes that I've implemented there. Yeah. Um, so I've spent a lot of time there now. It is across the street. Um, but uh, so I'm in the, the area every, every day, but, um, not necessarily in-house at the gym. So, um, but I also do a lot of the stocking of the products and things like that. So we represent, um, we have some, a supplement company that we represent core nutritionals and, you know, we've got some energy drinks and waters and, you know, the typical kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So tell us a little bit about the goals that you have for, 2023 you know when it comes to the growth of your facility would you say that you are kind of good with you know where things are at you know membership wise or are you kind of in the mindset of you know I want to continue to see how many you know people I can help oh I absolutely want to grow so the the first thing is this year um the the top of the the want list or the plan to execute if you will is um equipment upgrades so when we first opened, um, we were very conservative with our equipment purchases. Um, you know, we didn't do state of the art and and crazy amounts of brand new equipment. So we did a lot of um, work behind the scenes to find the right equipment that would fit in the space, but also used equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the first thing on my list is to start upgrading some equipment and getting some more pieces in there. Um, and then... I would love to get it to a place. I'm a little nervous where we're at now with the 380 in the facility that we're in. Um, It's starting to be very busy some nights and that can almost hurt the business if it's too busy. If somebody feels like they can't come in and get a workout, um, then, you know, the convenience of it being close by is no longer convenient. Right. Um, So I'm hoping we get to a point and I'm planning already um, to start looking at maybe larger facilities. Um, We do have a plan when we get more equipment, how to kind of arrange the equipment. We have two group fitness rooms currently. We're going to go down to one group fitness room and use the second room for additional equipment and more space. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're already starting to look at that and starting to get at the seams. So looking at a bigger facility. Nice, nice. Okay. So at this point in time, like, what would you say is your biggest challenge or, you know, area for growth in your business? Um, hmm. Biggest area for growth. I, it just in terms of myself as a leader or in terms of the business itself. That's a great one. Let's do both sides. Let's do, I'm glad you brought that up. So let's do, um, the business itself, and then also your growth as a leader? So the business itself, um, really providing the good customer service. Mm-hmm. Um, I My staff, where they're great, they are very young. Um, so ensuring that there's systems and processes in place. Um, there are still some things that fall through the cracks here and there. So really working towards having... Um, that organization and systems, um, Mm -hmm. you know, as far as if there's an incident that happens, having an incident report form, 
um, you know, those those little things that you don't necessarily think about, but that really truly make a difference in the flow, ebb and flow of the business. Yeah. Yeah. And then for me personally, um, as me providing that training, honestly, um, mm-hmm. you know, I've implemented staff meetings. Um, so we do those not monthly, but, you know, so far we've hit them, you know, every two to three months. Um, and really making sure that I have that rapport with each staff member and I know where they're at and their strengths, their weaknesses, and um, really help them be the best staff that they can be. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, just providing that leadership. Um, if you, uh, yeah, that's probably for me, for my personal growth. And I'd really like to folk be able to focus more energy on the gym. And I'd love to do newsletters and really take that customer service um, that I provide a couple of notches up because right now it's really just kind of an open 24 hour gym. I've gotten to where I really don't know a lot of the members, which is totally okay. Um, But I really would like to have a system where they're getting constant fitness tips. They're really getting that, um, that value. That's a good point that you bring up as well. So, and I don't, I may have missed this, but do you guys offer, and this could be like what you were alluding to a little bit, but any type of like smaller group training, like semi-private personal training, uh, maybe nutrition and accountability? Yes. So we have, um, we have personal training in-house. I have just two clients that are, if they're grandfathered in, I've had them for many years. I am not taking on any more clients, but that's simply because I feel it's a disadvantage to my clients right now. I'm pulled in so many different directions. Mm-hmm. I still haven't really grasped running two different businesses. Right. Um, also run a competitive dance team. There's a lot of lot of ways that I'm being pulled in different directions. And so I, I feel it's a disadvantage if I were to take on more clients because then I can't fully be present with them a lot of times. Gotcha. Um, and so I've hired on a personal trainer. Um, she's great just getting her to a place where she feels comfortable. She just finished her certifications. And anybody that might be listening to this, you know, when you first finish your certifications, you feel like, you know, nothing, um, you know, you feel like you're, you're, you're just thrown out to the wolves, if you will. So really getting her confidence up. Um, that's where we're at with her getting her started. She's okay. you know brand new to it. And then I've also, I'm working with another trainer who she actually does. She's in the online field. Um, and she has roots in the small town. She's, she doesn't live far and we're working on doing a four part series, um, virtually, um, that'll include strength, nutrition, mindset, um, things like that and offering that, um, really to the public, but also to our members, Mm -hmm. um, and then to her clients. Mm -hmm. So doing a lot of team teaming up with, um, you know, other coaches that can provide those nutrition courses and, and things like that, um, that is in the works. Whereas I can't, I don't feel that I can provide those services currently, Mm -hmm. um, finding the right people to put in those places to do that. Okay. That's, that's good stuff. I'm, I'm definitely glad to hear that you guys are starting to add, you know, some of that stuff in to continue to add more value to your members. Absolutely. So, April, this is a really good place for us to wrap things up on this episode, but before we sign out, please tell our listeners where they can find you. 
So we are Sapphire 24 Fitness. Um, we're on Facebook, Instagram, um, all of that. We don't have a TikTok, um, but we do have Facebook and Instagram, Sapphire 24 Fitness. All righty. Well, thank you so much, April. We really appreciate your time and contribution to the show. Definitely looking forward to seeing what you guys are going to be able to accomplish down the road. Also, to everybody who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.